Live from Melbourne's Bella Union, it's Child Proof. An unproduced TV sitcom rescued from the bottom drawer and repurposed as a free audio podcast. Episode 5, The Cat's Pajamas. Ian and Jennifer are driving to the house of Jennifer's brother, Wayne. They are dressed as David Stratton and Margaret Pomerantz. Why can't we just go to a movie? You know they can't get a babysitter. They never can. Is someone murdering all the babysitters? It'll be fun. You know Wayne's always wanted to have his own film festival. I've never heard that. All he talks about is roto-rooting and rooting. What what about the award? I heard you practising a speech. Yeah, I haven't won anything since Most Regional Announcer in 1987. Have you got the film? Oh, yeah. He holds up a USB. We're taking best picture. Wayne opens his front door. He is dressed as Bill Collins. Here they are. Hey! Who are you? Mr. Movies. Uh, yeah. David and Margaret? Fuck me. <laughs> no one's gonna know who we're meant to be. See, Shelley has got the right idea. Wayne's wife, Shelley, appears dressed as Marilyn Monroe. What do you think? Lindsay Lohan? Oh, come on. It's Marilyn Monroe. But... The one from Pulp Fiction, huh? Always thinking, yeah. In the lounge room, a large group of Wayne and Shelley's friends are relaxing. Some are dressed as movie characters. Everybody, the scorekeepers are here. The projectors are loaded. So are most of you. So, let's get this fucking festival started! Justin? Wayne's son, Justin, turns on the vacuum cleaner and blows Shelley's dress up, a la the classic Marilyn image. Jet? Wayne's other son, Jet, is standing at the kitchen bench. A cardboard replica of the classic MGM lion logo features a hole cut out and the family cat where the lion should go. Jet dangles a cat treat and the cat roars. Alrighty, roll the first nominated picture. The movies are all homemade YouTube clips being screened on Wayne's giant TV. The first one shows Wayne's mate, Dion, and his five kids in their backyard all doing a crazy trash can dance a la Gene Kelly. It ends with Dion falling into the swimming pool. Dion, beautiful mise-en-scene there, mate. Thanks, mate. Can we go better than a stupid dance? Ian, here's your one. Ian's clip takes place in the boardroom at Rock FM. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Ian here said that if the bonkers breakfast dropped below 5.2, he'd sing K-San at the team meet. The staff cheer as Ian approaches the mic. The staff are amazed. After a few lines, a partition behind Ian falls over, revealing the real Jimmy Barnes singing on a second mic. Very nice! A celebrity cameo! The least Barnsy can do for you guys for playing Forever Now every day since it came out. Let's see if my mate Shane Davenport the second-best Roto-Rooter in Nariwaran can top that. A cooking demonstration at a shopping centre. Matt Preston addresses a group of shoppers. After a few moments, screams are heard. Shane, nude and pixelated, streaks through the mall, ruining the demonstration. Two security guards tackle him, knocking over a large standee of author Mitchell Block outside a bookshop. Wow. A celebrity cameo and a streaker. That's got to be at least four stars from David and Margaret. Ian and Jennifer give a reluctant thumbs up. Sometime later. Okay, okay, that's our third streaker. What is this? Fucking trop fest? Okay, don't worry, Jen. They'll cancel each other out. All right, Nell and Stevie are next with what looks to be our longest entry yet. 
Roll it! This one is straightforward home movie footage of a baby in various conventional situations. Everyone is misty-eyed except Ian and Jennifer. The baby's parents, Nell and Stevie, look proud. Is, is that little Cory? Yep. How old is he there? Six weeks. Twenty minutes later. Everyone is spellbound by the footage. Ian and Jennifer are fuming. Wayne sneaks up behind them. You two would be loving this. The clip ends. Beautiful stuff, guys. I'm bloody tearing up. But only because I've seen our final masterpiece. I made it myself. Hit it! Wayne's clip is short and sweet. A standard YouTube-style clip of the cat falling into a bath. Well, clearly that's the best one, but... The rules state that I cannot compete. So let's tally the votes for the best picture of 2017. Later that night, Ian and Jennifer are driving home. Of course it was the baby one. Oh, he's so cute. I know, but hey, all you lost was 500 bucks worth of free roto-rooting. Remember when slide nights went out of fashion? You went, oh, thank God that's over. Who would have guessed that one day everything would be filmed and we'd have to watch it all back? You're getting very old man shouts at Cloud. Saying something is old man shouts at Cloud is now itself. Is it? Has that happened? Young fogeyism, they're calling it. Are they being ironic, though? I don't know. <laughs> Monday morning, Ian steps out of the lift at Rock FM and sees a poster for the breakfast show, Wilsey, Nat and Fanger, with Mike Pomfrey's Oops Calls, being replaced by one for Burnsy Cat and Wingnut, with Mike Pomfrey's You've Been Sprung. Outside Ian's office, Beck is at her desk, sitting on one of those large balls. She is leaning at an odd angle. Oh, no, don't tell me those balls are back. I'm just trying to think diagonally. <laughs> He's here, isn't he? Yeah. Damn. Gary Sturgo Sturgis, down from Sydney, is behind Ian's desk. Did you watch my TED talk on diagonal integration? No, I prefer to sit on a uh, chair. I don't need someone who can sit on a fucking chair, Ian. I need someone who can push some fucking numbers through the website. Not the website again. Have a look up front, Ian. The website's driving. All we do now is make clips for the website. The on-air staff are more worried about what they look like on the webcams than what they sound no, like. No, 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 that's horizontal thinking. We make more television now than radio. <sighs> you got to get diagonal, mate, and toot sweet pronto. Radio's not about radio anymore. You and Pomfrey and Captain Keith and whoever the fuck Wingnut is have got to start making some funny clips. Get us on fucking BuzzFeed. I want the kind of numbers we got when we linked to that clip with Kate Upton doing the boob dance. Yeah, maybe I could get Mike Pomfrey to do the boob dance. Don't write it off. People are going mad for that transgender shit at the moment. <laughs> Glenn Close, becoming a woman. Uh, she's always been a woman. Come on, mate. It's Glenn. Okay. Getting back to the website, I just don't get Mate, it. go like this. He leans over slightly on a diagonal angle. Ian reluctantly copies him. You see that? Get it? No. At Bell Tower Books, publishing director Tarquin is lying on his sofa. Jennifer's boss, Caitlin, is squeezed in next to him. Jennifer's standing, as there's now no other furniture. I've got a question for you, Jennifer, and your career depends on it. Uh, May I put my wise old head on your knee, Caitlin? No, darling. Good old political correctness gone mad as usual? What's the question? Are you a fan of the individual known as 
Kawaii. Little Miss Kawaii, the cutest cat in Japan. You know I am. I do and I do. <gasps> if you still had a computer in here, I could show you a picture of her dressed as Lolita. Mm, no doubt. No, don't worry. It's just a bikini and a big hat. Caitlin holds up a book called Me Am Cute. In any case, she's written a book. And I'm appalled to say it's shaping up to be the biggest hit Bell Tower's ever had. The subtitle translates as The Little Person with the Fluff. <laughs> At any rate, she's going to be touring with us. So, I'll get to pat the fur. Caitlin? Remember last week when best-selling author Mitchell Block was nearly decapitated? Yes. Remember how you were directly responsible? It was Werner. No one here remembers Werner. Block is threatening to leave us. Unless we give him a whole bunch of prostitutes and cocaine. If only. Unless we publish his novel of ideas. He says he's... Going literary. But he doesn't have any ideas. Well, don't say that to him, will you? What? I'm working on it. He hates me. I have made it clear to him that in recompense, you're going to devote yourself night and day to his happiness. He seems to be looking forward to it. But I'll get to meet Miss Kawaii, right? If you're a good girl. And you finish polishing this. That evening, Ian is in the kitchen preparing dinner. Jennifer sits at the table with Block's manuscript. It's called The Piston, It Pumps Hard and Loudly. Right. This is from the bloke who wrote Strangle Farm. Here's the first paragraph. Hit me. Ian opens the dishwasher to retrieve a large spoon and a puff of steam fogs his glasses. Michel Bouzet laughed, a cursory laugh, for he had no time. In the dystopian future everyone was living in in 2056, no one had any time. Wow. Ian opens the oven to stir a dish and a burst of heat fogs his glasses. The planes of his visage were as defined as the arid cliff on which he stood erect. Some, those who like to think of themselves as his critics, thought it a brutish face. This is gold. Ian opens the freezer door and a blast of cold fogs his glasses. Keep going. His obsidian eyes were as glacial as the lake that surrounded his gigantic house. Hey, stop. His obsidian eyes. Ian is now cleaning his glasses. Oh, God. Put those back on. You know it's strange when you're not wearing them. <laughs> and I'll need them to read all the brilliant clip ideas the staff have come up with. What have they got? The breakfast show want to lip-sync the soundtrack to Grease. Topical. Expensive. 800 grand to see the wingnut do Grease lightning. Hey! You should get Wayne to let you use that clip of his cat. Oh, no, no. We're not doing cat clips. We might as well get Nitro and the party doctor dropping Mentos into Pepsi bottles to the tune of, hey, now you're an all-star. See, to me, that sounds quite good. Back to your book. It was a man-made lake, though, and a man-made house, as he built it himself with his arms. The next afternoon, Jennifer's standing awkwardly in Mitchell Block's Rock of Love-style mansion, filled with expensive toys, pinball machines, etc. Block, wearing a corduroy jacket with leather patches over his athletic gear, pounds away at a treadmill desk. Which were as strong as the teeth of the humble limpet. Which was ironic, as he himself had no need of humility, even though he'd been born with the webbed feet of a lizard. His birth witnessed by the grizzled old shaman. Oh, why are you stopping? Because now isn't the time to talk about the piston. It's not? The time to talk about that will be when you've read The Glowering Cumulus. It rains on the fairy man. <laughs> 
There's a sequel? I wouldn't say there's a sequel. Oh, OK, then. I'd say there's a sequel to the sequel. The Piper's song, it's sung neath the elderberry sky. <laughs> Are you crying? I cried too to be writing words like these, but I'll let you in on a little secret. <laughs> well? I'm never killing Michelle Boisset off. So, happy reading. In the Rock FM boardroom, Sturjo, Ian, Beck and Mike Pomfrey are seated around the table. Mike has Lego figures and is demonstrating how a potential stunt might work. So I come down here in a shopping trolley towards the ramp. You think that's where the action is. Uh -huh. And then Nitro comes in here in another trolley uh -huh. and bang, 50,000 hits on day one. Welcome to radio, everyone. Ah, uh, you're thinking vertically, Ian. Mike's given it a diagonal spin. Oh, have I? Yeah, look, it was a great idea when Jackass did it 12 years ago. Which is why it'll be a great idea now when we make it all fucking new. What other ideas do we have? Uh, Captain Keith wants to remake Picnic at Hanging Rock with the girls from Hooters. <laughs> Their clothes disappear long before they do. Is that even for this, though? We need the shit where the kids are going to do the fucking legwork. That's how that uh, Gangnam-style bullshit started. Kids doing the fucking dance. Sturjo does a rather bizarre version of that dance. Oh, yeah, you've got kids and, and I've got kids. No offence, Ian. Some taken. But you just don't know what they're like. I supervise you every day, Mike. I've had to change you on two occasions. All right, all right, all right. settle down, you two. Didn't you watch my TED talk on the 15 hats we never wear in the workplace? How many of those have you done? I'm just saying, Sturjo, I know what'll get the kids in. Actually, yeah. Yeah, he's right. We should let him do this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, what if you were on fire? Oh, that's a fucking good idea. Yes. But don't go over budget. Bell Tower Books. Tarquin's sitting on his sofa with Little Miss Kawaii on his lap. He is surrounded by attractive young women, including Brittany, the intern. The cat's owner, a stern Japanese woman, sits nearby. And as I said to Peter Carey when he was blocked, look, Pete, just bang out something about bloody old Ned Kelly and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Jennifer's at the door, behind a gate to protect the cat. Tarquin. So, who wants to join Little Miss Kawaii and me this evening for some wild salmon in a lake juice? One of you can open the can. Me! No, me! actually works here, bitches. Tarquin, you said I get to pat little Miss Kawaii today. Actually, she and I were just going. We're having lunch with Keith and Nicole. I tried to get Nicole to leave Keith at home, but it was no dice. Anyway, you need to get back to work, Jen. Off you go. Those block manuscripts are bigger than my child support payments. Ladies, one more. The girls lean in very close so Tarquin can take a <laughs> selfie with them and the cat. That evening, Ian and Jennifer are both seated at laptops. Ian at the Rock FM website is watching the now shot and uploaded clip of Mike Pomfrey on fire in a supermarket trolley collision. 158 hits. I really thought the chance to see Mike Pomfrey seriously injured would have been more popular. Whereas I see Wayne's cat clip is up to 550,000. You serious? Look, he's done a second one. That's already up to 112,000. Uh, do you think he'd still no, want... No, no, missed your chance there. They're exclusive to themadrooter.com. <laughs> I can't believe this. I really thought the world's cats had finally run out of material and started to get the hang of mirrors. <laughs> Little Miss Kawaii is numbers two, three and four on the bestseller list. With what? Books. That she's written with a... Cute little paws. <laughs> no, it's just pictures and hilariously mistranslated captions. Yeah. We have to get a cat. Can we? Yeah, not just for patting and 
What else do you do? It's all variations of padding. Now, this cat is going to be filming clips and when it's not, it'll be rehearsing. And posing for photos. Sure. We can do one of those books. I can write mystifying captions. I'd like to knock little Miss Kawaii right off her smug little perch. Whoa, let's not... It's all right. She'll land. Oh, cutely? <laughs> so cutely! <laughs> a sign reads Trish and Judy's Quality Cats and shows a cat wearing a bow tie. Out front, Ian, Jennifer and Beck are sitting in Beck's car. So... These are good people, above board? Yeah, yeah, they're great. We were in the same all-female production of Boys in the Band. Right. right. Uh, what exactly do you want me... We'd just like you to do the talking, because you... Seem like a cat person. I didn't... Well, that's not a stereotype, is it? What, of women? Ian looks to Jennifer. I'm not helping. This is great. We just don't seem like cat people. I'm a cat person. Yeah, but if you tell them what we're looking for, it'll sound... What are you looking for? Screen presence. International appeal. Probably best I do the talking. Trish and Judy are two cat ladies who run a boutique version of the Lost Cats home. Trish presents a cat not unlike Miss Kawhi to Beck, who loves it. Ian and Jennifer hover in the background. What about this little fella? Oh, he is so... Unseen by Trish and Judy, Jennifer makes a gesture of no to uh, Beck. Not quite right. Tell you what, take a look at this next one. What was wrong with that? We need to keep right away from Miss Kawaii. Oh. Also, too high maintenance. Judy presents the second cat. What do you think? Oh, it's fantastic. Another no from Jennifer. The, maybe too cute. Show her the monster. The monster? Oh, that's just our name for him. She reveals a huge fluffy cat, a real show pony. Oh, she is perfect. Yet another thumbs down from Jennifer. But not for me. Why not that one? Trying too hard. Jennifer has spotted a plain but very cute tabby cat. That's the one! She gestures furiously to Beck, who looks doubtful. Uh, ladies, what about this one? She's just a plain mackerel tabby. Yes, but... Oh, she's cute. Yes, Miss Pickle is a very special cat. Jennifer looks smugly satisfied. She chose well. With a great sense of humour. Ian looks smugly satisfied. Good clips ahead. <laughs> Soon after, they sit in the foyer waiting for the paperwork to be done. Miss Pickle climbs all over Ian affectionately. See, she has more of an everyman appeal and needs less shampooing. Nice work, Beck. Come in 20 minutes late tomorrow. Wow, she's really taken to you. She's such a little cutie! She's so cute! Beck is horrified to see Ian and Jennifer like this. A montage. Miss Pickle rolls around on the carpet. Ian and Jennifer are smitten. Miss Pickle uses the litter tray. Jennifer uploads the photo to Facebook. Ian tries to show Miss Pickle a bird documentary. Jennifer, watching from the couch, knits a tiny booty. Ian shows Miss Pickle a toy whack-a-mole game. She swats at the figures as they pop up. Jennifer takes photos. Miss Pickle sits in a high chair with a bowl of cat food. Jennifer tries to do the here comes the choo-choo train with a spoonful of food. The family are having an official portrait done. Ian and Jennifer wear t-shirts with pictures of Miss Pickle's face while the real Miss Pickle sits between them. Bell Tower Books. We're just really happy with how it's so lovely and unposed. <laughs> so sweet. We had heaps of tabbies when I was a kid. How good is her expression in this one? Um, I just can't work out if she's got spots on her tummy or if they're just stripes with gaps. Oh, in this one, it looks like spots. But then in this one, oh, oh hang on, hang on. I've just got to find really it. Really got to go. Tarquin's writing a film script so he can look busy at work. And he wants me to read the girls' parts out loud to him. So I know it's here somewhere. The reception 
receptionist starts to walk in, sees what Jennifer's doing, and starts backing out. Mitchell Block called you. Says he wants to knock around ideas for the hoary-haired gatekeeper he shouts at the bigger man. Yeah, whatever. I've really got to go. Oh, wow. I can hardly remember what it's like to just get up and go whenever I want. Caitlin enters. Caitlin! Oh, this is great. Why? We didn't get to finish talking before about whether Miss Pickle's constipated. Mm, bye now. John enters. Jennifer. Corporate games tonight against those Gannett dickheads. You're coming, no excuses. Jennifer holds up the iPad. Oh, good Christ. She's on a schedule. In the Rock FM boardroom, Ian is showing Sturjo, Mike and Beck some unremarkable footage of Miss Pippa. Okay, here it comes. You ready? There. Did you see that? See what? I'll go back. There, there. The little paw waving. How adorable is that? Mate, I don't think this is going to be the next Don't Taze Me, bro. That's not it. OK, it's, it's up here somewhere. He fast-forwards through minutes of the cat just having a bath. <laughs> Even in fast-forward, nothing is happening. Well, I'm sorry if I forgot to set my cat on fire, Mike, and push it down a water slide. Down a water slide? On fire? Oh, mate, can I have that? Help yourself. Where's this fucking clip, Ian? Here, here, look. An utterly ordinary shot of the cat jumping up onto a bench. What? That's it. How good is she? And there. He freezes on the cat's face. How can you not love that? Mike, could you leave us, please? Mike leaves quickly. Sturjo notices Beck. Who are you? That's Beck. You know, when you call up and say, where the fuck is he? Ah, that's who I'm talking to. Right. Lovely to finally meet you. Now, would you mind fucking off? I'll be delighted. Mate, you fucking lost it. Me? Cat clips, Ian. In 2017? They're back. Like LPs and racism. <sighs> Mate, I am this close to finally replacing you with Pomfrey. Not this again. Why him? He's stable. He's about to go down a water slide on fire. He's a family man. I'm a family man, Sturger. He unfreezes the footage of Miss Pickle and they both just stare at it. Look at her. Here's what I'll do. If you can get 100,000 hits from this cat, We'll forget this conversation ever happened. 100,000? You'll probably have to push it into a bath or something. Well, you obviously don't have a cat. Hey? Eh? If you had one yourself, you wouldn't find that funny. Bell Tower Books. John, Tarquin and Caitlin are sitting around the boardroom table. Financial statements spread out before them. Look at this. Little Miss Kawaii's de bomb. Number one in non-fiction. And when she's finished her cookbook, she's going to be number one again. And when she's finished her novel, she'll be number one in fiction. Mm. Not to be the skeleton at the feast, but am I the only person who realises she doesn't actually write them herself? Even if she doesn't write a word. She doesn't. We don't have to get cover approval from her or send her a hamper at Christmas. No one's getting their knickers in a twist about moral rights. Whatever they are. Exactly. Oh, for God's sake. OK, so I really need for Miss Pickle to have her photo taken with little Miss Kawaii. An uncomfortable silence. It'd make me such a hero in her eyes. No way. There are nights I get home, I'm just too tired to wave Bendy stick around at her, so there's... What? Little Miss Kawaii is a VIP. We can't have this Pickle walking around giving her rabies. Right. So, you're saying Miss Pickle's not a VIP? That's what we're saying. Look, the bottom line is, little Miss Kawaii's making so much money for us, I'm going to call Block's agent and... Pull the plug on those stupid the la la it pulls the la la books. From now on, it's cats and hardly any words. It's, well, it's cats. So I, I can bring Miss Pickle? No. no. Fine. But let me just say, little Miss Kawaii needs to remember she'll meet the same people on the way down she met on the way up. Good day. Down what? The scratching post? This meeting is over. 
The following Saturday, a sign reads, Get your copy of Me Am Cute 3, signed by the cutest cat in Japan. On a small stage at a shopping center, a crowd has assembled. Miss Kawaii sits on a small throne. A queue of people waiting for autographs snakes away from the stage. Halfway along the queue are Ian and Jennifer in disguises. Ian wears a Rock FM t-shirt and holds a large box for a heater as though he has just purchased it. How is she? Oh, I think she's asleep. Oh, there's Caitlin. On one side of the stage, Caitlin is on her phone. Oh, and Hugh Hefner's here. On the other side, Tarquin and his harem take photos of Miss Kawhi. Surely they'll spot the strange couple removing a cat from a fan heater box. Listen, if we can get a photo of Miss Pickle with Miss Kawhi, she'll be an internet sensation. It'll be like when Robert De Niro met Lil Bub. Yeah, but he was already Robert De Niro. This is more like Rupert Pupkin meeting Little Bub. No, 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 it'll be like a star is born. Before Ian can respond, Shane Davenport, the bloke who did the streaking video, appears. Ian, Jennifer, is that you? Shane Davenport, I did the video. You know, at the shopping centre. Oh, sorry, we're in disguise. I didn't recognise you. <laughs> what are you doing here? What do you think I'm doing here? Shane points to his mate with a video camera. Oh, no, 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 not here. There's kids and cats. Try and stop me. It's cock bomb time. Oh no, we've got to get to the front before the cock bomb goes off. At the front of the queue, Miss Kawhi's owner helps the cat sign a fan's book by dabbing her paw into a stamp pad. She looks up to meet the next fan. Hi, uh, we're big fans, and so is this little lady. She reaches into the box and lifts out Miss Pickle, places her on the table, and holds up her camera to get the photo. As soon as the cats see each other, their hackles go up. It's a standoff. All eyes are on the showdown. Caitlin looks up from her phone. Oh, no. Miss Pickle leaps at Miss Kawhi, and a vicious catfight begins. Ian leaps onto the cats to separate them. Ian stands and turns around. Both cats are clinging to him. Ian tries to shake the cats off and plummets from the stage. Ian, heavily scratched, springs to his feet. Did you get that? Jennifer, holding up the phone, nods. At that point, at the rear of the crowd, a naked Shane streaks past. No one sees him. <laughs> Later that night, Ian and Jennifer, in dressing gowns, are at their laptops. There you go, 1.5 million hits. And that's just our version, and everyone has... He freezes on the moment he turns to reveal the cat's clinging to him. Rock FM, front and centre. Beat that Pomfrey, you sodden, burning twat. That's great. Did nearly cost me my job, though. Why only nearly? Who else is going to edit what is now called the Michel Bouzet Tetralogy? She is sitting amidst a stack of seven manuscripts. Isn't a Tetralogy four? It can't count, either. And the cat? Oh, she signed to Gannett. With her little... Little boy! In the spare bedroom, Miss Pickle is asleep in what looks like a baby's crib. A mobile with birds hangs overhead. Ian gently covers the sleeping cat with a blanket. He and Jennifer look proud as they switch off the light. You have been listening to Child Proof. Written and produced by Tony Martin and Serena Rao at the Bella Union for the 2017 Melbourne Fringe. Starring Geraldine Quinn as Jennifer and Beck. 
Tony Martin as Ian and Tarquin. Roz Hammond as Caitlin, Shelley and Trish. Andrew McClelland as Mike Pomfrey, Wayne and Judy. Damien Cowell as John. Christina Laria as Brittany. Jovan Caro as Shane. And Lockie Hume as Sturjo. With guests Serena Rowell as the receptionist and Sam Peterson as Mitchell Block and Dion. The narrator was Jay Mueller. Child Proof, the podcast, is produced by Matt Dow on the Pots and Pans in conjunction with Bad Producer Productions. Pete Smith speaking.